Good afternoon, podcast listeners. This is Rob Plouffe. Welcome back to Mid-Michigan Bowling News, the podcast for bowlers in the greater Flint area and the state of Michigan. All right. Welcome to podcast number nine. It is April 18th, 2020. And uh, a few things have happened since my last podcast, uh, most notably in the uh, greater Flint area. We lost a, uh, a Hall of Fame member, a bowler, uh, Mr. Robert Kirby. He was a member of the uh, 2014 Hall of Fame, Greater Flint Area Hall of Fame. And uh, most recently, he was known for um, reviving the 5-7-10 club in the Greater Flint Area. And uh, with Mr. Kirby and Al Cozart and John Lonkarvik, they were uh, traveling around the Greater Flint Area and anyone that had left the 5-7-10, they would dress them up and make them shoot the 5-7-10 again. Offer them some money if they could pick it up. Um, but most recently, Bob Kirby actually came to my last high school bowling practice of the season at the beginning of March. I believe it was March uh, 4th before we went to the state finals because um, one of the girls on my team, Megan Tim, had left the 5-7-10 at regionals up in Gaylord and uh, pictures were floating around the internet and those guys seen it so they came to our practice dressed her up and made her shoot the 5-7-10 but uh, sad day for bowling in the greater Flint area we lost Mr. Kirby to the coronavirus um, he was 65 years old also since my last podcast the uh, USBC announced that they have canceled junior gold for for this summer 2020 summer of 2020 junior gold was supposed to be held in las vegas um i had uh, some girls that on my team girls that i've coached that were planning to head to las vegas this summer for junior gold it's uh it's a bummer that they're uh canceling that it's understandable but uh what's really unfortunate is the rules are going to change come august 1st and if you're 18 years of age or older, you'll no longer be allowed to bowl in the uh, in the youth leagues, in the juniors. So um, some kids are go going to lose their eligibility for bowling in the junior gold, which is unfortunate. And um, the thing that I really enjoyed about bowling in uh, nationals when, when we went, um, I went to Ohio and we went to New York. Um, those are trips of a lifetime. Those are things that could change your life. They, uh, they're fun, competitive, and um, they're things that can change someone's life. And it's unfortunate that kids are not going to be able to participate in that this summer in Las Vegas. And it's looking like the uh, men's and women's nationals are going to be canceled for this year as well, which is also unfortunate. But the uh, coronavirus is taking its toll on everything. All the sports are canceled. It's not a lot going on. But it has inspired me to start doing these podcasts. So um, my plan for this podcast today is uh, to go over how I got started in coaching, um, me and my wife, um, how we got into it, and um, how it progressed in leading me into coaching uh, high school bowling. So let's get started. Uh, Back in 1992, I got married to my wife. 
I was bowling five and six nights a week. I had just started working at GM in the uh, engineering center at Buick City, and um, life was good. And I was bowling a lot. Um, we didn't have any kids, so we were hanging out in the bowling alley a lot. And uh, I was I was only 23, 24 years old, still learning. Uh, didn't know that much about the game, but I knew that I had learned some things from some very important uh, bowlers in the Flint area that someday were going to help me somehow. But um, I was helping my wife, my sister-in-law, even my mother-in-law. When I would go watch them bowl, I would give them tips. But nothing ever really clicked with me as far as coaching until it was uh, 1994. And uh, I was working when I was working at GM, talking to um, one of the guys that I worked with, Lee Wan. And he was asking me lots of questions about bowling, and I just told him, I said, hey, let's let's go out and practice. I'll I'll show you some things. I'll look at you. I'll try to give you some, some tips. So I did. We went out and practiced for maybe two hours one day after work. And uh, he was like, wow, I, uh, I learned so much in two hours. I, I want to... I want to go out and bowl now. And I said, well, you know what? I've been uh, subbing on uh, Thursday nights up at Nightingale. They, they always need subs on the Fisher 2 League. Why don't you come on up there? There's no better way to practice than to go out and actually sub in a league. So why don't you come out there and see if you can get a spot to sub, and uh, maybe we can bowl together, and we can see we can see what's going on with your game. So uh, we did. We went out there to bowl, and as luck would have it, uh, his his first time out after a lesson from me, he shot his very first 300 game. And um, at that point, I started to think, you know what, maybe maybe I do understand this game. Maybe I can help some others. Um, but in 1994, that same guy, Lee Wan, talked me into uh, going back to school because I had an associate's degree. And uh, he basically told me, hey, look, if you... You want to better your life, make yourself more marketable in the future. You need to go back to school and get a bachelor's degree. And uh, I, uh, he, he convinced me, and I did. I went, signed up, and I went back to school with the idea that um, I was going to cut back on my bowling. There was no way I was going to be able to bowl and go back to school and work full time. It just uh, wasn't going to happen. So I did in uh, ninety five time frame I cut back on my bowling to one night a week and I was just bowling on the, the Saturday night guys and dolls league and I did that for uh, basically seven years while I went back to school part-time taking classes um, took some online classes as well uh, but it took me seven years of going back to school to get my bachelor's degree and when I finally graduated with my bachelor's degree I uh, I don't want to say that I I'd lost the passion for the sport but the uh, the game of bowling had changed quite a bit the classic leagues weren't like they used to be and uh, I just didn't didn't have the interest um, in bowling five nights a week myself anymore um, it was more about my kids at that point so in uh, I want to say it was around the year 2000 my oldest daughter was six turned six years old in 2000 
So uh, around that time, she was showing some interest in, in sports. And uh, we ended up signing her up to bowl on an after-school league at Richfield. And uh, 2001, I think it was, my wife and I would go up to the bowling alley, up to Richfield, and watch her bowl in this after-school league. And um, I believe it was Denise Haggerty asked me, hey, you guys are here. What do you think if you, if you start coaching the kids? And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind helping my daughter out, but I don't know that any of these other kids would listen to me or uh, if I could even help them. I don't know. But I know there was some interest there from before. I knew I had some knowledge that I could help them with. I uh, still was a little unsure of it, but my wife and I both uh, volunteered at that time to be um, junior coaches for the after-school league there at Richfield. And the league that my daughter was bowling on was, I'll say, a little bit more serious than a, a normal after-school league. Um, some of the after-school leagues are, uh, um, the coaches are just babysitters, I'll say. This one that my oldest daughter was was in was a little more serious. They were more interested in learning how to bowl and getting better. So, um, long story short, I started helping some kids out and uh, started seeing some rapid improvement and really started to enjoy coaching the kids. I think my wife did as well. But um, we, we also recognized the fact that, hey, we don't know everything and maybe we should take some classes. So we did. Um, 2002 time frame. I think we took some uh, USBC classes to be certified coaches. We took level one, level two coaching. I remember going out to uh, Lapeer to Gerlax to take some classes, all day classes to become actual certified coaches. And um, we continued to do that. And we, we really, really enjoyed working with the kids, teaching the kids. Um, but ultimately what really got me involved in coaching was when my oldest daughter decided to start playing softball. And she wanted to play in the uh, summer rec league at Kersley. So we signed her up, and um, they randomly put her on a team. Had a guy call me up and say, hey, um, we're short coaches. Would you consider coaching your daughter's team? And I thought, well, man, I really, I really don't know that much about softball. I love baseball. used to play baseball when I was in school, younger. But um, wasn't wasn't uh, too sure about the softball part of it, but they needed some volunteers. So I said, tell you what, I'll, I'll help. So that very first year, um, I helped and my daughter played in a, it was kind of a travel league between Kersley and Davison. And, uh, I think there was even some Lapeer teams that played in that league, Genesee teams. Um, but I sat back and watched and tried to learn as much as I could the following year, which I think was 2003, 2002, 2003, that time frame, um, Amy and Chuck Lewis had taken over the summer rec league at Kersley. And um, they were in desperate need of some help and signed my daughter up to play. And I had gone to school with Amy and Amy called me up and said, Rob, you need to, you need to coach. You need to 
take over your daughter's team and, and be a coach and, and help us run this league. And I said, man, I don't know if I, if I have the time for that. I, uh, you know, we've got two kids and working full time. And she's like, ah, you're, you're good for it. You're, you'll be fine. I'm signing you up. You're taking over. And, uh, that was ultimately what I w- would say is my, was the beginning of my coaching career. Um, I think it was 2003, my first year that I, I coached, um, summer softball and to be honest with you, uh, once we began practicing, I absolutely loved it. And uh, my wife was my assistant coach, and we did that for quite a few years. But that was the beginning of my coaching career. And um, I realized pretty quickly when I was coaching softball that there was something, wasn't sure what it was, but the girls would listen they learned very quickly, and um, they took to the positive reinforcement that I was giving, and we started winning. And in seven, eight, nine girls softball, you get some some kids who have never played before, and some who are pretty good, and you and you mix them together on a team. You never know what you're gonna get, but we were very, very, very successful in uh, the Summer Rec Softball League. Uh, So much so that uh, we were starting to get accused of cheating, that I was uh, stacking my team, um, which was definitely not the case. In fact, uh, purposely tried some years when I was helping run that league to put some kids on my team that I knew had never played before because I knew I was willing to work with them and and help them out and uh, ultimately in the end it, it all worked out that uh, my team was usually the one that was competing at the end of the year in the championship game now we didn't win every single year but we were pretty darn successful and uh, that led to in 2004 my uh, my best friend Mr. Tubbs his daughter was playing on our summer softball team with my youngest daughter so I had Mr. Tubbs be my assistant coach on that team. And then our other team, my wife was my assistant coach because there were some times that uh, game times conflicted between the two. So someone had to run one team while someone was running the other team. And it worked out pretty good for us. But um, long story short, Mr. Tubbs got hired in 2004 2004-2005 season to be the Davison varsity bowling coach and I didn't think too much about it because I had never experienced high school bowling I didn't know what it was we didn't have it when I was in high school I'd heard some about it um, but I didn't know what high school bowling was and um, Bob when he started coaching he called me up and he's like dude I know you love coaching the summer softball but that is nothing absolutely nothing compared to coaching high school bowling you've got to get into high school bowling and I said I don't even know what it is I'm not that serious about my bowling anymore I was only bowling once a week Um, plus who knows who's ever going to need a coach but I mean maybe when my kids get older and they get in high school I'd be interested in it but um, long story short I went to the bowling alley uh, during 
the winter uh, high school bowling season because I kind of wanted to see what it was all about. And the very first match that I went to, I believe it was in December, and uh, must have been the 2004 time frame. It was at Nightingale Lanes. And I walked in down by lanes one and two at Nightingale. And when I opened the door and I walked in the bowling alley, I'll never forget it because I thought, what in the hell is going on at this bowling alley that there is so many people here that I can't even walk through the concourse? I've never seen Nightingale Lane so packed. What it, What the heck? So I worked my way through the people, walked down, I found Tubbs, and, uh, and I watched their team bowl for a little while. And I watched uh, some of the high school matches, and I said, man, this is pretty sweet looking. I have never seen a bowling alley packed with people like this. Um, maybe someday it would be cool to be a part of that. So, um, left it at that, kept bowling on, uh, our Saturday night league, having fun with, with friends and family and didn't think too much of it. But in 2005, summertime, 2005, Debbie Alexander working at Richfield and the commissioner of the big nine conference at that time called me up and, uh, asked me if I had a minute to talk to her at the bowling alley. I said, sure. So I went up to Bo and I said, what's up? She said, well, my husband Bob was the uh, girls coach at Kersley and uh, he uh, wants to step back. He doesn't want to coach anymore. So the position is open. Would you be interested in it? And, uh, and I thought for about two seconds and I said, well, my oldest daughter's in sixth grade. Yeah, I'll I would be interested in it in about three more years when she gets to high school. Um, I'm not so sure I want to coach high school bowling while my daughter's in middle school and my youngest daughter's in elementary school. And she said, well, I like your thinking, but I'm going to be completely honest with you. The job might not be open in three more years. If they hire someone right now, then that coach could still be around three, four, five more years, and you might never get a chance to be the coach at Kersley and be able to coach your daughter. And I said, well, yeah, let me think about that then. I said, uh, I'm not going to answer you right now. I'm going to go home and I'm going to think about it. Let me talk to my wife and I'll get back with you. So I went home, talked to my wife about it, and we thought about it for a little bit. And I said, you know what? She's right. Um, if I want to coach Lindsay when she gets to high school, Lindsay's uh, getting kind of serious with her bowling, and uh, that opportunity might not be there for me, so I better take it. Plus, it would allow me a few years to be able to build if I needed to. I could build the program, and by the time she got to high school, maybe maybe we could have things ready to go. So I took the job in the summer of 2005, and um, my very first year of coaching high school bowling, and it was Bob Tubbs' second year at that point, and what I quickly found out was it was great to have someone else that you knew involved in it that knew the ropes already, because Bob had already been there for a year. So any questions I had, I could call him up and 
bounce a question off of him and uh, vice versa. It worked out for both of us. And uh, there's some reasons why we were successful. And to be honest with you, a lot of the reasons are Bob Tubbs. Um, he steered me in the right direction on a lot of things. And uh, thanks, brother, for that. Definitely appreciate that. But um, we got to the fall of, of 2005. That was the, that was the year that, um, my first year that I was coaching at Kersley, and I really wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't know if I was going to show up and have three girls there, or if I was going to show up and have 20 girls there. Um, was I going to have to teach them to bowl? What was this, what was this going to be about? Was it going to be November, December, January, February, and that's it. Uh, so, showed up to the school, sat down, introduced myself to the new athletic director. At the time, Mr. Paul Goddard was the brand new athletic director when the school year started there in 2005. And uh, <laughs> honest to God's truth, when I walked into the office to meet him, he walked up next to me and the secretary asked me, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm here to talk to the new athletic director, Mr. Goddard. And she said, well, he's standing right next to you. And I said, this guy? I thought it was a student. I really did think it was a student because he couldn't have been but about 24, 25 years old at that time. Um, but he did not look very old. But I introduced myself to him and uh, turned into a great relationship with him. Um he was very supportive of me through the years, and for that I thank him. But um, my first year, the first year of tryouts, I remember uh, the girls starting to show up at Richfield mid-November for our first year of tryouts, and uh, a couple of girls walked up to me and said, so are you the new girls bowling coach? And I said, yup, I sure am. And they said, okay, well, we're here for tryouts. I said, all right, sign up here. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to wait and see how many we get. I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was seven or eight girls showed up for the first tryout. And in my mind, I was thinking, eh, I was really hoping to have at least 10, maybe more, so that I could start to build a program here. So um, talked to the girls got them out there bowling for some score, went around and asked some questions and said, hey, any of you have any friends that might be interested in coming out to bowl? I would really like to have 10 girls. And uh, I think I even went to the school and stopped some girls in the hallway and asked them if they wouldn't mind coming to join the bowling program. But um, we did end up, my very first year, we did end up with 10 girls showing up for tryouts. And, uh, and I ended up keeping all 10 because I wanted to build the program. And I knew we didn't have a JV team. And I knew we, we only had only five girls bowling at a time. But um, if I could get 10, there was a possibility then the following year I could get 12 or 14 and we could have a JV team. So I kept 10 with the idea that those girls like uh, 7, 8, 9, 10 were not going to bowl much. And, and I explained that to him, and I told him, this is how I'm going to run things. We're going to write down scores and averages, and the highest ones are the ones that are going to get the bowl the most. So if you want to, if you want to bowl, you got to improve. You got to show some effort and practice. 
you got to do uh, all the little things if you want to if you want to get there. But um, that was the beginning. That was uh, 2005 2006 season, my first year. Uh, I don't believe we were very successful. I, in fact, I think we were three and four or four and five. My first year was our record, which was pretty much what they were the year before. Um, but that first year, we definitely laid the groundwork for how things were going to go the following year and the year after that, and then 10 years after that. So um, that was the beginning of the coaching career for me and my wife. My wife was my assistant for many, many years. And uh, thankfully for her, she kept me straight, kept things uh, lined up for me, for sure. Um, plenty of times she straightened me out. Um, but anyways, uh, that, that covers how I got started in coaching, how I got the job at Kersley, how I became a uh, high school bowling coach. And, uh, ultimately it really started with, um, coaching softball. Um, when I actually started running the summer softball program, helping run the summer softball program and coaching teams in a summer softball program, that's where it really started for me. Um, so I'm going to end this podcast at this point um the next one my next podcast uh, i'm going to pick up with my philosophies on coaching and um how i laid the groundwork when we first started and um how what i learned from don hargraves paul snyder jeff wilson bob tubbs and others from watching others throughout the years um how that uh, all came together coaching a high school team and running the high school bowling program. So um, I'll end it there. Um, hope, hopefully uh, we pick up some more listeners. been tracking the listeners, and uh, they seem to be tailing off. So a little disappointed in that, but I'm hoping that maybe once this uh, coronavirus thing is over and the bowling alleys get back open, we can start interviewing some people, making this a little more interactive that uh, things will pick up. But... That's it for tonight. Um, Have a good night, and hopefully uh, you stick with us. Take care. Bye-bye.